Oh. Yeah, boy, it's your boy's tiny shutter. Don't forget to don't forget to smash the like button and hit the little notification so you know when we're posting. Yeah, that's going on the front of the uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode two eighty one on December twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Greg McMillan. And Matt will be joining us later, hopefully. Uh, He is in transit, and so he said he was going to pop in whenever he got home, so we'll take him at his word. How are you guys doing? Merry after Christmas and Boxing Day. Yes, Merry after Christmas and Boxing Day. It went by so quick, didn't it? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another year has come and almost gone. We are in the last week of 2018, and uh, I have to say it it's not slowing down so (laughs) well let's go around the room and uh see what everybody's been up to let's start with you dave sure go um this past week uh right before christmas the the local uh conservatory phipps conservatory has their winter garden show uh phipps itself even without the winter garden show is an amazing place to go and Either if you want to go to take pictures, it's great. If you want to go just to enjoy the different plants they have there, it's a what is it like 110, 120-year-old. If you want to put it in your mind almost greenhouse-ish, but more of um a, a botanical zoo um in terms of the different types of plants they have there. And every winter, they really bust out the lighting and the decorations. Um, just it goes, it is truly amazing. And as nice as it is during the day, where everything's, especially the inside gardens, you can see everything nice and lit. If you go at night and with the outside, with the lights on, with everything, just the decorations and everything just left, it's absolutely amazingly gorgeous. And also a pain in the butt if you want to try and find parking to get there because <laughs> it is that popular. Wow. Um, but we were able to go this year and it was, the photos were just – the place was just amazing. We were able to get some great photos, um, really just kind of mind-blowing stuff they have there. Um, and one thing that I did in addition to posting, which I will admit after the fact were probably way too many photos – um, I created an album in the photos app. So this is just the, the built-in photos app itself. Um, picked what I thought were the best of, or at least the ones that were pretty good. Um, created its own album in there and then went into the album. And when you're in the album in the photos app, and I think this is true with any album, even ones which are automatically created, um, so you click down below, you click the album, you click the album you're interested in. And on top, so you, you have the title, you have the days or dates that 
where the photos come at. And there's a little uh, arrow to the right when you're on top. And it will actually create a slideshow with music based on what Apple's internal logic with the phone thinks are your best photos. Nice. And you can go in. Yeah, it, it, and actually, it's it's nice because not only does it say, here's what we're putting together, but you can just then edit the information. Um, and once you edit it, you can change the music. It does have a default music, but you can download other music, um, add or remove photos, and it'll create basically a nice flipbook slideshow of what you're having. And you can select to make it shorter or longer or custom length. Uh, and it just puts everything. And if you, another nice thing is if you use live photos when you're taking it, it will create, instead of just static images, it'll give you the little, you know, second, second and a half movie out of your photos. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. that right now. Yeah, it really turns out really well. And 90% of that would just automatically done. Um, I did select from what I did, I did select a different, um, song. Just, I like the other one a little bit better, but the, the one they selected was perfectly acceptable and it would have been fine just to do with, there were just a couple photos where I looked at and said, well, I don't really like that one. I'll add this one instead. Um, the only negative I would say is that it, I, at least I could not find an easy way to reorder the photos. Right. So I can't say, well, that photo, even though I took it last, I want that in the middle or I want it in the front. But given you know the fact it's built in, extremely easy to use, and puts out really nice material, it I, I honestly just because it's something I don't know how many people actually use the photos app for more than scrolling through their photos. Just something that's like, oh, that's really nice and built in, so you don't even have to think about downloading an app and keep it. Just it's there, and it's just a really nice job there. I am going to use this more than you think now that you know <laughs> it's it's kind of come to my attention. Uh, yeah, I knew it was there. I just never really did anything with it. Um, and then I just now I took and it, you know, it's it sort of self-titled like last summer, 2018. And I, so I played it and it was actually pretty good. I, I have a lot of, you know, good, interesting images in it, but the nice thing is, is that it can be broad or it could be very specific. And mm -hmm. I'm going to be using this with the youth group. At my church. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, as, I can definitely see that. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to be doing that. And that way, you know, I can have, uh, you know, some good little videos. So, cool. I'm I'm excited about mm -hmm. it. That's, uh, I, I will say that's pretty much, I don't want to say that's it. But between that and just kind of general family pictures and uh, lots of dog and cat pictures, of course, for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Well, well, good. I'm, you know, eh. there's probably a lot of stuff we leave on the table when it comes to our iPhones, um, and is and we're going to get into this uh, later. But you know, if you're new at this, you know, you feel like there's a mountain of stuff you don't know. But you know, we're gonna, you know, as we go along, we we like to. Uh, 
mention these things, but I think also, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of things that we're probably going to need to reiterate because we're so far, you know, out of the realm of when we first mentioned things that, you know, we, we need mm-hmm. to have some refreshing. Well, cool. Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this past week for me has been probably more of a video than it has been taking photos because I, you know, I think I mentioned last week I got my moment case and uh, yes. my new anamorphic lens and such. So I, 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 uh, my son had Christmas this year at his house, and uh, so so I did some I did a few still pictures of this and that and the other thing, and then uh, of course I did some video of of the of the gathering and all that stuff. And one of the highlights of the of the day was you ever hear you ever hear of that game called the oven mitt game, uh, where you pass around like a present, oh, and oh, you have okay. to try to open it with oven mitts. No. Really? You haven't heard of that? No. Oh, if, if you go to YouTube and type in oven mitt game, it is hilarious. So there was about, uh, let's see, six or seven people sitting around this big table downstairs at my son's place. And I, I didn't play because I wanted to get it all on video. And it took, it was 18 minutes oh. for these people. So what you do is you, you put on oven mitts. And because it was Christmas, they had uh, some antlers to put on your head. And you have to have all these on before you can tackle this gift. And it's wrapped a number of times. I think this one was maybe six or seven times. So <laughs> I just laugh when I think about it. So you, okay, so if you've got the gift, the person ahead of you is rolling dice. And if they roll a double, then you have to pass it on to them. And okay. then so they put the mitts on and, and the, the antlers and they try to open the gift. And then the other person, the person on in front of them now is rolling the dice. And it was so funny because my poor parents, oh, they try as they might, they couldn't even get the oven mitts on. And they got a, then the person they had got a double and they had to pass them on. <laughs> and uh, I think it was probably 10 minutes before my dad even had a chance to try to rip away this president, this oh, gift. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so, um, <clears throat> so. Anyway, 18 minutes later, they finally got all the layers of the wrapping off. And, and you couldn't use your teeth either. That, there's no way you can no, – that wasn't allowed. But uh, so so they you know, they, uh, they finally got it open. My brother, my, my younger brother, he's the one that finally got this little um, – it was just a gift card oh, in, a, in an empty <laughs> mac and cheese box. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was a $25 gift card. So, uh, you know, him and his wife can go out for dinner or whatever. Yeah. It was for a restaurant. <clears throat> so that was pretty funny. But yeah. one thing I noticed when I was looking back at the recording later on when I got home is sometimes the the picture would just jump like crazy. Like almost like it was skipping frames and then going back, skipping frames and going back. So then I found out, I guess it was from Warren Opheim over at the uh, Artful Life Photography community. Um, I put a post over there about, you know, shooting video and whatnot. And he said, uh, so I was using my Osmo too, right, to, to yeah. stabilize the video. And Warren said that um, there's no way to shut off the image stabilization uh, yes. in the phone, right? Right. So that 
he's he's heard that that could fight with the Osmo, and I think that's what was happening, mm-hmm. causing this image to be jumpy like that. I so I've looked at me, settings. Let me inter- yeah, let me interrupt yep. you real quick. Uh, this I, th- I you know this is another thing to add to my complaint about the image stabilization that Apple has, you know, because I, I have a problem with it already, but if it's now going to affect videos, then, you know, doubly, it, it just needs, it needs to be able to turn off. Go ahead. Well, the, I think there is a, a resolution to that or, okay. or a, an answer to that. And that is in the settings in Filmic Pro and in the moment, um, the moment app, there is a toggle for stabilization. You can turn it off. So I haven't tested it yet, but as I just found out about it, uh, I think yesterday, um, I'm going to test and see if that indeed does stop this jittery image from happening. Mm. In fact, I'm going to try to contact Moment and Filmic and see if they can clarify just what that does when I toggle does that does that turn off the stabilization in the phone or what? Because I thought my videos were totally ruined when I looked at them. But luckily I, I ran them through Handbrake, which is a, an app on the on the Mac and it's for like a video coding app or whatever. Yeah. And it actually fixed it. Really? It somehow it fixed it. I I couldn't believe it. I was so thrilled. Um, all I did was I ran it through and I saved it. It started as an MOV file, right? And it saved it out as an MP4, and the jittering was gone. I was able to put a family video together, and and you know, success. So that was the one part of my week um, in video. The other part was uh, a little more, you know, geeky here. Um, the the folks at Filmic have introduced a. Um, uh, a log v2 file or profile so what that means is okay when you're shooting video you can pick a, a certain profile there's log flat or normal i think and so normal just is normal it's just you what you see is what you get right and then flat and log are lower in contrast um that's about the best way to put it lower in contrast and maybe not so brilliant in the colors so what that means is that when you process it later in a program like you know Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere or on the iPhone, I used Luma Fusion. You can put a LUT on there, and that's I, Matt and I mentioned LUT last weekend or last week. That's a lookup table. So what it is is it's kind of like a a set of um, color correction that you can just apply to the video footage almost like just adding a filter sort of so the the log v2 form or um profile on the iphone 10s gives you i believe it's 12 uh 12 stops of dynamic range Hmm. and without the without the log if you just shoot normal you get about nine so it really opens up the dynamic range of the image. You get a little more detail in the dark areas as well as the light areas. So I wanted to try this in a nighttime setting. So I went downtown 
Uh, it was actually Christmas night, I believe it was. It was um, really quiet. There wasn't many people around. There was a few people looking at the Christmas light display downtown. So I went on this, you know, usually it's a busy street, but it's right where our live theater is. But there was nobody there. So I, I just walked up and down the street and got a couple of cars going by. And I, I recorded it in this Log V2 profile, added the, the LUT on later, and wow, you can really see a lot of the detail at night, you know, at this nighttime scene. And I've got it on Vimeo. What I'll do is I'll um, I'll put a link in the Facebook group, and um, I've got a I've got it posted over at the Artful Eye Photography community already too. So you can go there and have a look. But <clears throat> it's only like a minute, minute and a half or whatever. And I just set it to music because otherwise you'd hear my feet crunching on the sidewalk or whatever. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just couldn't believe how well this um, log profile picked up all the detail. And they say that it works really well on phones, you know, going back to like even the 6S or whatever. Um you probably wouldn't get the 12 stops of dynamic range like the 10s but it will definitely improve your video quality but the only thing is it's kind of like shooting raw you got to process it later right. you know to to get it to get the final look to it but uh it was i was really impressed with it and i can't wait to play around with it a little more yeah that's pretty cool yeah um I'm I'm glad you mentioned Filmic Pro. I I think it's a, you know, I I had uh, purchased it a while ago, and so I just re uh, re-downloaded it onto my phone. So, you know, I'm definitely going to use that if that's if that's the case. If if it's going to uh, fight against the uh, image stabilization already in the phone, then um, yeah, I think we're going to have issues. Well, see. Well, I think. Okay, I think ahead. when I think I would only have to turn that off if I have it on a gimbal. I think if I was just hand holding the phone, I would want that I would want that stabilization to work. But I'm I'm going to get clarification on that, and I'll let you know when I find out. Cool. Um, I don't know when I'll find it out, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dig until I find out from these guys what this does. Yeah, and how it works. So I, I want to know the science behind it. Yeah. So this week for me. I was um, I was playing around with um, you know our weekly photo challenge and I I I posted on Facebook a screenshot from my iPhone 4s and uh-huh. <laughs> that is the uh the screenshot if you guys don't know of the version of snapseed before google um changed it and um and so i was like oh that's cool because you know i i see i hit it snapseed and then i saw it was the old version i didn't go into it and, and do any changes to the images i i took the images off of the 4s and put it on my 7 and um and then did my editing but i uh i mentioned a few episodes back that the image stabilization uh the uh whether uh apple has a combination of uh digital or mechanical has always been an issue with me 
because I think it, it's robbing the images of, um, of, of sort of the natural, um, integrity. Well, not, would, would you not, say the, the I wouldn't say so much the, the in, integrity, but, uh, the natural processing. Uh, so if you were to take a film camera and take some shots, there are characteristics that are unique to the images. Um, and, and we called it uh, noise or grain, you know, it, it, depending on, on the amount of light that you have, you're, you're always going to kind of deal with the, the graininess or the, or the, uh, the noise that is sometimes left with the image. Well, most of the time that was, had an, a natural look to it. Um, when, uh, when Apple decided to do a, uh, electronic image stabilization, uh, they they let the processing of the image dictate what needed to be stabilized, and it doesn't have that natural feel. It doesn't have a um, sort of a real life. It, it almost makes it cartoonish, and so. You know that's always been one of my things. So I, I believe for me it started with the six. Um, prior to the six, um, you know, the only the uh, only the pluses had like a a uh, mechanical image stabilization, and I think it was the six plus or the six S plus mm -hmm. that had it first and i um and then they introduced digital stabilization for those that didn't have the mechanical and uh, that i started to dive in in what we call pixel peeping um only because i wanted to take an image and then crop it sometimes cropping it is a zoom effect it's mostly a digital zoom effect um and I noticed I noticed the flaws. I noticed the artifacts that were causing me to go. This is terrible. I don't like this at all. Um, and so I pulled out the 4S and I, I I was doing some macro shots and I looked into it and I saw you know I saw the images as I had always you know, thought of them as, you know, being with, with any camera. And, and I, and I, and it was like, it was like a sweet, uh, um, uh, nostalgia that I had with it. And, and so, um, the whole reason that I posted that image of, of Snapseed in the old version was because I did pull out the 4S. I still have my 4S. Uh, the 4 is somewhere floating around. Uh, a friend of mine has it, which I'll probably be getting back soon. Um, but the 4S was probably my favorite camera before Apple decided to mess with it. And, you know, the 5 and the 5S were probably the last of that um sort of generation before digital image stabilization and mechanical stabilization came into effect. So 
I'm not going to get rid of my 4S. Um, I, I have it in an Olo clip case and I have my Olo clip and, you know, so it's going to be my handy dandy, you know, photography um, camera. I wish it had the amount of space my 7 does because then uh, videos would be thoroughly awesome. Uh, but, you know, I can still do video with my 7 and I don't have an issue with it. That looks good. It's almost like they um, they didn't have the uh, the processing of the digital uh, stabilization to deal with with video because um, most of the most of the stabilization is done in the cropping of the image of the stills because a a 1080p uh, image is smaller than what our uh, still images are with the iPhone. They don't need the the full um, uh, full frame or the resolution needed for high definition video. So you know, when whenever I say I have issues with it, I have issues with it. I'm going to be posting soon uh, some uh, A and B tests with both my 4S and my 7 and put them side by side so that you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And then I'll probably burst some bubbles because then people start to see it all the time. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did that uh, this week. And, uh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention was I went and saw a movie today that I, as a photographer, as somebody who loves history, um, am, was, was very happy I went and saw. I went and saw the movie They Shall Not Grow Old uh, by the director Peter Jackson. And it's a, a documentary uh, of World War I. This is the uh, centennial end uh, back in November, it was the centennial end of the Great War, uh, a global con- one of uh, the first global conflict of the modern age, and it was as a photographer. You know, there was a lot of things that I understood going into this movie, um, and at the end, he explained how and why and what he did to the uh, to the film to get what he wanted. He took 100-year-old black and white movie uh, film and created he created the images uh, the filmmaking into what the soldiers would have seen of the day. If you look at old film, you can see that people are either walking really fast or, you know, it, it's, it's mm. unnatural. The, the frame rate was done at, at various speeds depending on the photographer. And so there was never this, um, you know, where everything today is either 24 or 30 frames a second when it comes to either British or American television. Um, when you have a standardization, things are natural. Well, there was no standard. It was basically how 
the photographer wound his film through the through the shutter. And so what he did was he was able to take a very low frame rate film and run it through computers and we're able to add frames in between to make it natural so that they were able to um to um have the the 24 to 30 frames per second um and have a natural look to it but then he also colorized the black and white film and you know to to what the soldiers would have seen uh during that war um on top of that he they hired professional uh lip readers and were able to um take actors to reenact what the soldiers were saying in the film and it was very touching it was you know there it, 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 I highly recommend this documentary. Um, it, there are some, you know, uh, uh, some graphic images in there of war, um, and you know, there. It, when I when I first would watch some of these old films, there was no emotion to it. Everything was black and white. It wasn't natural feeling. Uh, this brought out emotion because they added fully work and they uh, wanted to have um, a real sense or feel to it. So um, I really liked it. It was, uh, it was really good. And one of the other things that uh, they did was and and I knew, I knew it but it was great to see what the audience um, what the audience's reactions were was uh, there was some film that over the years could never be viewed never never be seen uh, because it was um, too dark or too overexposed and so um, for television or for movies, there was no, um, us here. Okay. Um, there were, there were, there was no use for it. There's no way to do it, but they were able to process the overexposed or underexposed, uh, films and bring out the details and then add color, add, you know, uh, take mm. away some of the, um, artifacts that were, causing it to you know uh look dirty or grainy and they would show what it looked like before and then after and you can hear everybody's reaction like oh wow that is so cool i'm thinking "Uh uh-huh you know as a (laughs) photographer "Uh uh-huh you can do that with with images but for for most people they don't know that can that can be done and to them it was like magic uh, there was this magic feel that they were able to see a magician pull something out that they didn't think was there. And um, it was the details. It was, it, it, it was like night and day uh, for, for a lot of those images. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. Went to the, I went to the website for the movie, and they have a, a, like a, I don't know, a 30-second YouTube video showing how they transitioned the, the old black-and-white original yeah. footage into the finished product, and it's just absolutely stunning. Yes. Yeah, so I, I would love to see that movie. I don't know if it'll come to this little town that I live in anytime, but uh, if it does, I'll definitely go see it. 
Well, my my little town that I live in, um, they had two showings. Uh, when I looked it up, the first showing had already come and passed, and then uh, the, the the last showing that they had was today at one o'clock, and uh, I think they did it on the thirteenth and then the twenty seventh. So, if you live in a larger uh, market, you may have an opportunity to go and see it. And like I said, there there is some. A uh, little bit of uh, graphic images, um, you yeah, know. And you can't sugarcoat war. No, no. Right. Um, most of the time, uh, the sugarcoating was in the the lack of color. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, having color, uh, having sound, uh, added to it, and, and and it brought out the emotions of what yeah. war war could be like. So. Um, yeah, so it was, I, I highly recommend it. And if you have a chance to see it on the big screen, do it. If not, you know, when it, I'm definitely going to purchase it when it comes out, uh, for purchase and, you know, and be one of the ones, one of the documentaries that I'll cherish because, you know, it is, um, I, I think it is a masterpiece, being able to take something and and put it together and there was so much footage so much uh so many hours of of uh film that they i was amazed on what they were able to take and and bring it to where it was because basically all all of the narration was done by the soldiers from the 1960s and 70s when they were recorded and yeah Mm -hmm. and and their experiences and then um the foley work and the actors who were able to um basically put the words into their mouths was uh was pretty uh pretty significant i mean he went down to the basics of where were these people from which i find fascinating you know and amazing that they were able to figure out where they were from so they can match the accents and um and be able to that's that's impressive yeah yeah so that it sounded real it wasn't oh we'll just hire a bunch of like um british actors no they got people from that area and had those accents and were able to uh put those words in their mouths so it was really really cool Hmm. crazy i can't wait to see it yeah well i'm just i just went to the phantom events website not the movie website just to look for anything and uh, it looks like it was only showing here december 17th and tonight oh wow yeah so that's just i mean admittedly it's at uh, let's see here. Uh, three different um, cinemas in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but but only for two nights. Yes. So it looks like this is definitely a, a one of those limited one. Hopefully, you know, out on DVD because that would be amazing. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. Um. All right. Well, Matt should be hopefully joining us shortly because we got a message from him. But let's go ahead and I'm here. He's about to say I did. I thought I saw him in Skype. Ah, nice. (laughs) How are you doing, Matt? Good. 
I was listening to you ramble on about some documentary or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. So, uh, how have you been? What, what you been up to? Um, you know, just the Christmas stuff. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Christmas, like I said earlier, you know, is coming on, and we're in the last week of 2018, and it's not slowing down, so we're chugging along. <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad you yes. made it, and uh, welcome back to the show, and let's go ahead and move into news. News team, assemble! All right. Well, uh, we had an interesting little blip on the radar, and you may or may not have seen it, but uh, Instagram did something either on purpose or on accident, depending on who you talk to. And uh, let's see here. Who got to experience the uh, sideways scrolling? Ooh, me. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I, I, I survived it. I survived it somehow. That and in the I didn't, internet, I didn't burns. even see it. I so, didn't even see it. Um, so I have. I wonder if it's because the 10s has a different um, compiled version of Instagram. There was something that came out about it uh, being um, not natively right. uh, done in resolution. If it's anyway, I I think mine's is. Because I got the 10s Max, I think it's a different version of the of the app or something, a different build maybe. Okay. So maybe that's why I didn't see it either. That or just because I'm in Canon and we're behind everything. <laughs> well, so so seventy five percent of us experienced it. Um, uh, Matt, what were your thoughts when you uh, when it first popped up? And remember, this is a family friendly show, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> All right. So uh, typically when when Instagram and Facebook like make changes or, or really like any kind of service, right? You know, they change the interface or whatever. I, I typically don't get like up in arms like people tend to do. I just kind of roll with it and get used to it. And, you know, it, it's all good. But... Oh my gosh. I was I was really upset about about this feature or whatever they they wanted to call it. And and the main reason why I didn't like it is be, um not because it was going to force me to like change my behavior instead of scrolling up now I have to scroll, you know, um to the left or whatever. Um you know how like you could post uh, photos like in groups, you know, you can yes. post like up to 10, like in one at one time mm -hmm. when you, when you scroll up, if you come to a post that has, you know, two, three, 10 pictures, you know, you see the little number up in the top right corner of the picture. And then you could scroll left if you want to kind of go right. through those pictures and check them all out. Or you could keep scrolling up if you don't really care and just keep going through your feed but with this whole scroll to the left thing um if you got 
to one of those posts where it was a group of photos, yes. it had you scroll through every single picture if you wanted to keep moving on in your feed. So um, I was just getting highly annoyed and I got to like a like an ad or something that had yeah. 10 photos and I was like, all right, forget this. And I just, oh. I just closed the app. I, I was so upset about it and I was like, what, what am I going to do? Like I can't. I actually can't deal with this. Like I, I'm just not going to be able to handle this. There's just no way I, I don't want to be forced right. to look at every single picture like this. There's going to have to be an update like in the next like hour that <laughs> lets you bypass somehow looking at, you know, the whole group right. of pictures like that. I just, I don't want to do that. I mean, some people, yeah, I look at their photos if they post a, you know, a group of pictures together or whatever, I'll scroll through them. Um, but a lot of them I don't. And especially if it's an ad, are you kidding me? I don't want to, you know, I'm trying to get by the ads as quickly as possible. So my immediate reaction was this, this just isn't going to work. And then of course I was like, well now what am I going to do? Right. I was, I was trying to look this up today because I, I I saw it on Twitter that people were up in arms about this and then I saw you um, mention it in the in our Facebook messenger group chat there Matt or it was either you or Mark mentioned it but anyway I saw it on a blog post or something somewhere that if you just tap on the right side of the screen it goes to the yes. next post yes it does hmm. so, so that, I, that I would, figured that would eliminate the need to go through all swiping yes you know, all the yeah. Okay. I'm, well, I'm going to say that something immediately obvious. Right. I'm going to say something uh, extremely controversial right now. I liked it. <gasps> oh my gosh! Are you kidding? <laughs> Get, Get off the show. show. Get off the show. I was so disappointed when they took it away because I figured oh, it out. My gosh. I, I, I at first I was swiping through every single photo. I'm like, this is stupid. And then I tapped on like to see if somebody's uh, name would pop up and it went to the next person. I'm like, wait a minute. Tap, tap. Okay. So if you just tap and I just sat there and started tapping through, through photos instead of swiping. I was like, man, this is a lot better than swiping. And, and then it, when I did get to multiple photos, then I started to swipe to the, to the left and was able to go through those images. But, and then all of a sudden it was gone and I'm like, Oh man, I was like, all right. So, (laughs) so I'll say this. So had I known about the tap thing, right. It probably would have been just like any other update to these services where I just would have rolled with it. But that was not obvious to me (laughs) at all. Like basically, you know, it said like, Hey, welcome to the new, I don't remember exactly what it said. Like when it, you know, first started you out in it, but all it told you to do was swipe. It didn't say nothing about tapping. I want to say there was something at I thought there it was briefly said tap. tap. It briefly, yes. I do remember yes. it to be briefly said tap. My main, my problem with it is at least the way I hold the phone. It's easier for me to swipe up and down than left and right. 
All right. Have have you not listened to Steve Jobs back in the day? <laughs> You're holding it wrong. <laughs> You're holding, You're it, holding wrong. it wrong. Well, the other thing I the, the other thing I didn't like about it, and this is kind of going off of what Matt said, you can't have at least in my mind, you shouldn't. I say I shouldn't say can't. You shouldn't have the same gesture do two separate things. Right. Okay. All right. All right. You so, know, if you're if you're using if they have it set up where you can, oh, here's a multi-post. You know, someone posts four photos at once. You can swipe left and right through them. That also should not be the way you swipe between posts. You know, you should have one for in between, one in between posts and one intra post. So that's why I think the up, down, left, right works like it is now. Well, and that's why so, there's also the tapping. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah so, it, so it actually – all right. I brought it up. So it actually <laughs> I, – I should read stuff. That would be really helpful <laughs> if I would just read things before I get all angry about them. <laughs> no, we love this, man. Come it, on. Keep it oh, up. No. It's, <laughs> this is great. Well, yeah. You don't want to do that. No, trust me, from someone in customer service. Yeah, well, we know everyone reads every little detail when something new comes out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, this was literally only like 20 words, and I still didn't <laughs> really read it. Uh, it said, introducing a new way to move through posts. Tap through posts, just like you tap through stories. But here, here's the thing with me. I barely look at stories, so right. I don't think I really comprehended what that meant. And then it said, tap to see the next post so i probably did that and then immediately just went to swiping and uh totally forgot about the tap part yeah i can you know what i think they should do i think they should make it like i think they should make it like tinder when you come to a post if you like it you can swipe right if you don't like it oh no 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 that sounds (laughs) terrible no all of a sudden i'll be getting 30 uh, notifications i'm kidding i'm kidding it's just like oh (laughs) Well, okay, so that was actually the other thing I noticed. So, um, you know how, like, in Instagram now, if you want to like a picture, you you could just, like, double tap it? Yeah. You couldn't do that. Yeah, you can. Not not in that new one. I kept trying to do it, and it just kept taking You have to do it it, in the center of the photo, not on the sides. Joe. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) It it just kept taking me to a new post, okay. and like I, I would <laughs> scroll awesome. back and then actually you know touch the stupid heart so that I could like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like I said, I I I was disappointed when it went away. And uh, if if you you know if anybody knows anything about the internet, um. Uh, there's going to be the pitchforks and uh, torches. But I was like, oh, man, I wish I had it. And it, it made me think there there's an old, old post that we have on our website. I don't know if, if it's still kind of searchable, but we used to get a lot of people, whenever something would happen with Instagram, they would send us a message. And ask us, you know, why is this happening? And we're like, we have no idea. But the the <clears throat> the uh, the name of the post was "What's wrong with Instagram?" And so Ooh. it was in the search engines 
when anybody say what's wrong with Instagram, it would automatically pop up at the top. And then people would comment saying, Hey, I'm having trouble with this. What do I do? And we're like, good luck. You know, uh, we're like, this is, we're not, we're not customer support. You know, this was back before Google got it. But, you know, I was thinking when this happened today, I'm thinking, I wonder if we're going to have any uh, comments on the website, which actually I'm going to look up right now and see if there is any. Um, but, yeah. Oh. So, all right. So. Uh, well, any, when, when they okay. changed it back, I, I was elated <laughs> and. I was so happy. I like took my family out to eat for dinner. <laughs> not really, not really. We were doing other stuff. That would be ridiculous. But I don't know. Now I kind of feel like a dumb dumb because I I probably should have oh, went no. back and read it again. Realized that it was tapping and it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But I don't know. I still didn't really like it. I guess. <laughs> Well, the fact to how quickly they switched it back makes well, me really think that this was a oops, but you know, it, it was a pla- it, it was oops. a planned oops. It was a planned oops, though. Yeah, but I mean, at least I'm not the only idiot that <laughs> couldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh yeah, I. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go back and see when the last time we got a comment. All right, Uh, May eighth, two thousand twelve. Oh gosh, (laughs) that's when. That's when it was posted, right? Mm, I've not seen any comments. Uh, I see June thirtieth. I would say. Well, I'll wait to start pouring. But looking at the screenshot of Instagram too. Yeah, it's very iOS 6-ish. And whoever's phone that was need to plug it in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I think it was either um, Keith's or Mark's. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably Keith's. (laughs) So, all right. Well, I don't see... I'm looking in the uh, search engine for... Uh, what's wrong with Instagram? And I don't see us in the first. I put a link in the Facebook chat. Oh, nice. or yeah, the, the Facebook Messenger yeah. chat. Yeah, that's how I saw the latest update was from June 2012. Are there? Can you read any of the comments? Uh, I don't see any comments. They probably got if you guys. scroll down the page. Well, no, I guess those are updates. So yeah, those are all updates. Yeah, I don't see any comments at all. Yeah, that was written by Keith. So yeah, comments are probably mm. disabled on that. But yeah, <laughs> we used to. Yeah. Do, I, I, I love at the very yeah. It says written by Keith at the bottom, but uh, at the very bottom, do you think this has anything to do with Android? Do you think this has anything to do with Facebook? <laughs> I think he was getting tired of getting those questions. Yeah, like when when is it coming out with uh, Android? He's like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Well, let's go ahead and <laughs> and move on. Let me find my notes. Oh. All right. So uh, we're going to jump into a little segment that we thought would be interesting, uh, especially for uh, you know the end of the year, beginning of the year, whenever you're listening to this, and 
And actually, let me play. Doo -doo. Let me do this. Focus point. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about apps for the new iPhone user. So you may you may know someone that is a new iPhone user, may have just gotten an iPhone or um, even an Android, and they are interested in photography. And we thought we would discuss what type of apps that uh, we would recommend. And I thought I would start off first and say the... Uh, the one app that I would recommend and one that everyone should know and use, and that is Snapseed. Um, Snapseed has been a staple for the Tiny Shutter crew since it, w it first came out. And when it first came out, it was $4.99, um, and it was well worth the money because it was, it was the go-to app uh, back in the day. And when I posted that screenshot, I thought, man, I wonder who uh, remembers the, <laughs> the screenshot and uh, thought it would be fun to walk down memory lane. So, and uh, Matt, I don't think you were here when I said this was, uh, this is the old version that I have on my 4S. I never updated it um, from in for the new um uh, format. So I have a version of both, uh, one on my 4S and then one on my 7. So what were your thoughts when you first saw it, Matt? When I first saw what? The, that the, you still have an old version of yeah. Snapseed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I Well, to be honest with you, I didn't really understand that that was like a screenshot or something. I just thought you were kind of... <laughs> picture or something a online of it. <laughs> that you um so i really didn't think anything of it actually <laughs> yeah. i mean I, I remember that interface um you know obviously snapseed has a lot of features in their more recent versions that weren't in right those early versions but um i i think i actually liked that old interface better like looking at it now it looks super dated yes it does um right it, and it i don't know it almost looks like something you wouldn't even take seriously even though it was a very powerful and very good app then um and and i i like that interface better than i like the current one it actually the current interface is kind of what drove me away from using it as much and you know more towards n light and and now polar and you know other apps that i use yeah um but you know snapseed it, i don't think anyone could argue that it's not not a good app and you know if there's ever a all-time list of greatest iphone photography apps that's got to be up in the top five probably absolutely yeah, uh, Greg, what are your thoughts on Snapseed? It is a, a very powerful program or uh, app. Um, I, I bought it back before Google had it. So, you know, I paid the four ninety nine for whatever it would be in Canadian dollars back then, like probably 150 bucks. No, it was probably uh, <laughs> back then is when the uh, Canadian dollar was beating the American dollar. 
Oh, well, maybe I only had to pay four ninety nine then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, it is a it's a really good app. Um, I would say like, I mean, I'm I'm I would feel confident that I could say that there are some people out there who who you know do their photography on their phone, and that is the only app that they have for editing photos. Yeah. Um, because it's so powerful, you can do so many things with it. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a must-have. Um, I I I would be surprised if anybody that's that's doing iPhone photography or even Android because it's on Android too. Yes, it is. Um, that if you're doing if you're doing photography on your phone, I would be surprised if you don't have it. Right. And and if you haven't heard of it, so yeah, it definitely must have. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, same here. I mean, as a step up above what you some of the more basic stuff that's kind of built in um i snapseed is kind of like okay i need a little bit more than what's built in i'm gonna hit snapseed first before going to like in light yeah um i i would say the only negative and this is a minor negative is that it doesn't come with extensions like um a couple other apps I, I I forget uh, like um, a couple of yeah, apps do where like that would be nice. And, yeah, and I was thinking pol- polars and retouch and yeah, polars. What I was thinking of it'd be nice. It, it, I mean, it wouldn't. They could do it. I mean, after all, they're Google. They could do that. Um, so you wouldn't have to. I know go all the way out to the home screen, all the way into an app, and open up the photo in the app. You could just you know hit the three little dot circle and then edit it right there without having to. You know, do all the extra work, but other than that, and uh, and this would complicate it. But I know you can do spot editing in it. Yeah. Um, I still like the, and this is of course maybe like I said, try they may be trying to they may keep it out just to keep it a little more friendly for um for for beginners, but um like the mask feature, like in Enlight, where I can say. Oh only do this to this part right. of the image. But yeah, I mean, like I said, is a first run and, and then handles uh, HDR pretty good too. Yeah. In terms of fixing, you know, anything blown out one way or the other. So yeah, definitely it's a, a good first, a first run that I go for. Yeah, I agree. All right, Dave, uh, go ahead and introduce yours. Yep. And mine is camera plus two. Um, camera plus the original, or I guess we're calling it camera plus classic now. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I actually, I think that's, it's kind of weird, but I think, yeah, they're actually whatever they were calling it. But the, the original camera plus was the first camera app that I purchased and used, um, as an add on to yes. the building camera app. Yeah. I think it's called camera plus legacy now. Oh, Classic, classic would be better than legacy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Le- legacy sounds like re- you're rebooting a comic franchise. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, even though it's still available, I, I just think you know a company's going to focus more on um, the newer version, if, even if they have the old one available. So um, if you go camera plus, and it's the plus symbol, just like you were in school for adding, uh, then the number two. Um, it to me is when I want to do something, uh, beyond just the kind of the 
basic, you know, uh, bring out your camera, flick it to one side and take a photo. It has a couple extra little bits in it without making it overly complicated where there's a lot of heavy manual apps where if you're a beginner user, you can get overwhelmed. Even though almost all apps still have a, you know, an automatic mode, it can still overwhelm a lot of people where this, a couple of the things I like is it does have a macro mode kind of tying into our post pick that just finished up. Um, it, you can do 16 by nine and now nine by 16, which to me is a major plus, and it does have a stabilization mode, um, yes. which admittedly not really good if you want to, if you're taking photos of animals or kids, <laughs> yes. you'll miss them. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, oh, no, no, come back here. Come back here. No, you're, you're moving too quick. But in terms of, especially combining with the macro mode. Um, it's really nice when you don't have a tripod handy and you want to get up something close where obviously something's not moving. It will actually not take a picture. You hit the shutter button and it won't take a picture until you're not moving your hand. Right. So that is a really nice thing. And they also have, um, some more advanced parts like, uh, manual light adjustments, um, that can help out with some night photography, um, I, uh, but the only downside without making it sound like this is the greatest thing known to man, uh, some of the editing on it is a little bit, I, I, I like Snapsy better for editing than I do the even though camera plus does have a full run editor in there. Yes. I like the way Snapsy does its editing better than camera plus. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it's it was literally when I got an iPod Touch with a camera in it before an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. That was like, oh, you mean this photo, and I forget where I heard it originally. This can actually take make my pictures better just with the stabilization. We're talking when the iPhone 3GS was out. Yeah. And just having that having it look clearer because you're not shaking something and those, was just a uh, huge difference. iPod touch cameras were not the best. Uh, video wise, <laughs> video wise, they did very well, even though I think they were 720p. They, they were much better video quality. And I think the later, probably the, like the touch four, three or four or something like that, uh, we're, we're able to do 1080p. Um, but even still, still shots were garbage, um, <laughs> with the, with the, uh, the iPod touches. Yeah. Okay. And actually I have it here. Uh, and this is one thing that's nice. If you go to the app store and you click on your account on the upper right, uh-huh. To go to your history, you can go to your purchased history from there and then search in there by the camera, by the, not the camera name, but the app name. And Camera Plus Legacy, I purchased July 8th, 2012. Yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> All right, I'm going to look to see when I purchased it because. <laughs> All right. You said it was in the updates? No, in the search. No. Yeah. If you well, if you click once you're on the app store, 
you click on the upper right where your profile is to go to your account. So to have like your your name up there, the credit, and then purchased. Oh, hopefully it doesn't show a total. Us here. <laughs> well, that's why when you hit when you hit purchased, you can search because otherwise it shows everything you've purchased. Right. All right. Legacy. Ooh, November fifth, twenty eleven. Wow. Mine's wow. October October fifteenth, twenty eleven. Oh wow. This year. Yeah, I'm January thirtieth, two thousand twelve. All right. Snapseed was September fifteenth, twenty eleven. Well that that's cool. Oh man. So I've had wow. <laughs> almost seven years. Craziness. Actually, seven yeah. years, almost eight years. Yeah. The um, yeah, Camera Plus was awesome, and then when you were able to um, able to gain sort of control over the um, you know, ISO and the sort of the aperture, but the uh, um, you know, the the different uh, speeds for the uh, for the frame uh, it, that became a a huge plus, no pun intended. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Camera Plus was always fun, especially when they came up, uh, came up with their updates because they always had something funny to say. Mm-hmm. All right, Greg, what's your uh, what's your app? Well, this is <clears throat> probably going to be a big competitor to Camera Plus Two, and it's Halide. Um, it's uh, not as feature full or feature packed as camera plus two because there's no editing um, within halide itself however they do have a relationship with darkroom where there's a um, you know there's a, a button or an icon at the top of the screen that takes you the, the picture you just took takes you right into darkroom where you can then edit it but I'm just not struck with darkroom as an editor I have it but I just don't use it that much but um, what I like about Halide is that it uh, um, it's a it's a simple, clean camera app. Um, you know, it has a, a kind of a histogram, not not a real high high resolution histogram, but just a, like a basic histogram to give you an idea of how bright or or dark your image could be. Um, uh, let's see. It, sometimes it's the little things that that make it good um sebastian dewitt who is in kind of in charge of the design of the app itself not so much as writing the code but he took from an old i think it was an old canon lens you know the lettering around the um around the rim of the lens yeah he took that type of he he, he took that type of lettering or that font and incorporated it in the app to give it a real nostalgic look. Um, he used to work at Apple, so, I mean, he's probably very um, very big on small details. And that just kind of makes a, um, a difference in how the app looks. But it's, it's, a, very good, uh, it's a very good camera app. Uh, let's see, you can 
you know, just slide your finger up and down the screen to increase or decrease the um, exposure compensation. You can shoot raw with it. Um, you can you can do a manual exposure. Not as good as Camera Plus Two, I would have to say, because with Camera Plus Two, uh, when you pull up the the manual exposure controls, you've got ISO and shutter speed that you can move around independently which gives you really really good control um now with white balance in in halide you can there's four pre or well, five presets there's auto then there's daylight cloudy fluorescent and tungsten um i've told them that i wish they would put a a slider in with the kelvin scale and <laughs> their response to that is they've got a, a gray card feature coming out and i don't know how that's nice. going to work but I think they they I think they like to cater to um, old school photographers maybe you know with by the sounds of it anyway by imp- implementing a gray card feature and there was another feature they're going to put in and I forget what it was offhand um, but I'm looking forward to the next update uh, but it, it's a it's a really good app it uh, it could do um, JPEG or JPEG and RAW or just RAW. And um, uh, another really nice feature about Halide is the is the way that it can do like portrait mode, and but not just portrait mode, but like I call it depth mode because you don't have to have a person in the image to to use it. And I th- in in any of the cameras camera apps that I've tried, even the native one from Apple, I think Halide does the best job with depth mode because it. Just I don't know. It just um, does a better job of differentiate differentiating the foreground from the background, and it's 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 just really good at that. And it has a an augmented reality feature in it where you can look at the depth map of of the image and kind of walk around in a circle and 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 look at. It, it kind of just spreads the image out and you can look at it, say, from the side. If you took a picture of a person, you can actually look at their profile. Hmm. It's 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 weird, but it's really cool. And how useful is that? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think it's more maybe of a gimmick than anything, but it's, it's pretty cool. But... Um, yeah, I think that's it. About that's about it with Halide. Of course, it's got a um, you know a, an image browser. You could tap on the uh, lower left corner, and you can see the um, you know the images that you took, the gallery type of thing. And finally, um, uh, if you have a, a an iPhone that has, and this is iPhone only, by the way, um, if you have an iPhone that has the two lenses, you can select between the two, just like you could could with um, Camera Plus. And and use either lens. Um, that's important to me anyway, because if I'm using one of my moment lenses on, say, the two times camera, you can select that camera and it'll it works fine. With the native camera app from Apple, if you put a lens on the two times camera and select it. It's not going to use that camera unless there's an ample amount of light. Mm. And I've talked about this on the show before. Um, You basically you'll just see black because you're you're going to be looking at the back of the lens. 
Yeah. So that's that's I like that about Halide and 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 apps like Camera Plus where you can actually you know manually select the lens and it goes to that to that camera. Yeah. Well, I wanted to mention something real quick that you you mentioned, and it was about the gray card. Uh, for those that have never done photography before or understand what a gray card is, it's to help uh, it's to help you find your exposure. Um, back in the day when you had in, either a built-in meter in your camera or a handheld meter, um, you could use a gray card, which was, I believe, 18% gray, uh, to be able to find your middle exposure. Uh, so if you were in a very bright room or a very dark room, you would pull out the gray card and then meter against the gray card and and be able to set your, your camera for that exposure. And typically it worked out very well, plus or minus a few stops. And uh, so I'm curious to see how that gray card feature is going to uh, work, whether you need a physical gray card or if it's just something uh that'll auto magically happen inside the uh, app yeah yeah i'm curious to see how it works too i mean are they going to start selling hard uh, like uh you know tactile products like moment where you have to buy a gray card or or you can make your you own <laughs> i've make done your that own maybe yeah who knows <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure yeah matt what do you have all right, so um, I thought about picking Camera Plus 2, um, but I think Dave did a pretty good job covering that app, so I will pick something different. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, um, the apps that, that work as extensions from within the Photos app. And uh, the one one app that I've been using a lot lately to edit my photos is Polar, uh, <laughs> P-O-L-A-R-R. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it works as an extension, so you can access it from right within your Photos app. You don't have to, you know, get out of your album and find the app icon and you know open it that way you can get to it right from within the photos app which is awesome and um i think one of the one of the things about this app is it's a good app whether you're new like a totally new person to iphone photography or um you know if you've been doing photography for a while and you know your way around editing tools and everything yes. it's got something for everyone um so you know if you're if you're brand new and, and it's you know a little daunting to you know jump into you know all the different um parameters for editing like sharpness and saturation and curves and all those different things um, it, it actually does a really good job on auto so it has like an auto feature you just touch one button and it kind of tweaks a bunch of parameters for you and you can always go back in and and uh readjust something if it did something that you didn't like but generally it does a really good job of um just on the auto mode it also has like a lot of built-in filters um they're decent i don't really use them very often but they're they're 
reasonably good and there's a lot of them and they're a pretty good starting point. Um, so if you kind of like to do the filter thing, uh, that's also available in polar. If you do a lot of like selfies or, you know, portraits or whatever pictures of friends and family, um, it even has a, uh, face detection, uh, mode, like when you're editing. So it'll, uh, find the faces and then offer tools, uh, for like, you know, skin smoothing and, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, doing like some face shaping or, um, adjustments to like the eyes, nose, mouth, that kind of stuff. So, you know, whatever you want to do to tweak the way you or somebody else looks in a picture, you could do all that stuff. Um, so that's pretty cool, but then it's got all the more, I don't know, pro features, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, it actually supports layers, which is pretty awesome. Nice. Um, you know, and then you have all your other, um, editing parameters that you would have in just about any other photo editor or raw editor. Um, you know, so you can, uh, do all your, um, you know, hue and saturation and color temperatures and adjust clarity, sharpening, all that fun stuff, curves. And, uh, you can basically, you could do like a, a master curve, which is usually like a white line that you're making the curve on, or you could separate it into each individual, uh, channel, the blue, red, and green, uh, which is good if you like really want to get into some super minute detail with curves. Um, but I think you really kind of need to know what you're doing to get into that kind of stuff. Um, they have a, a global adjustment that they call light and that's got like your exposure, brightness, contrast, you know, your highlights, shadows, blacks, whites, all that fun stuff. And it has a, a dehaze slider, which I think is really awesome. It does, um, a really great job of kind of adding like some punch to the photos, especially if they're looking kind of flat. It, I don't really know exactly how it works. It's like, it's adding contrast, but not in a way to where it's like really blocking up the shadows or anything. It just makes everything look a little bit more punchy. And, um, I don't know. The D slider is pretty awesome. Um, there's there's so much to this app it's just crazy how much stuff there is but like i said it could be as complicated or as uncomplicated as you want it to be and um you could even customize like your workspace basically so if you are brand new and you're intimidated by seeing like a bunch of buttons and options for things you could get rid of that um you could basically change like the the color well, you could really just make it a dark theme or a white theme, but that's still pretty cool. And, um, you know, you could rearrange icons and all that kind of fun stuff to basically make the interface what you want it to be, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. And I'm going to add one more thing to what Polar has. Sure. Is uh, desktop. Um, they do, Yes. I, I keep forgetting that they have that. I haven't used it in like a really long time, but um, I, from what I remember, it's actually pretty decent. 
Yeah, it is. Um, if you, uh, let's say, um, you know, if, if you're looking for a photo editor for your desktop, laptop, Polar is a is a good option to go with if you you know if you want to try something out and get your get your feet wet. Um, you know there are other options like um, Creative uh, Com- not no, Creative Commons. Why did I say that? Um, uh, the what's the uh, Lightroom um, Gimp? Well, no. Well, Creative yeah, Cloud. Creative Cloud. Oh, okay, you mean you mean the actual yeah. Lightroom, not a Right, right. Okay. You know, yeah. there, there, there are other options that you know uh, do that were really good that cost money. But if you want to get your your feet wet and you know use something on your desktop because you want more you know real screen real estate, that is a good option to 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 give a try with, and it's uh, it, it it works very well. Yeah. So. Um, I, I'm not sure about the desktop version, but one caveat to this app is um, there is a, a, a subscription if you want to use like all the pro right. uh, features. So just looking at their uh, or at the app store right now, it's two forty nine per month or twenty three ninety nine per, per year, um, which isn't bad. I don't think. No, no it's not. I don't think I pay that. I think somehow I got in on some ground for deal like back in the day to where I have all the stuff, but right. I don't pay a subscription. I don't know how that worked, but yeah. lucky me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, um, I want to, I want to say you probably paid for the upgrade back then and you were I grandfathered so. in. So, but you paid th- probably a good hunk of money when you were as an, I mean, well, for for probably not as much as they would be getting for you for a um, subscription, but still it was a good good hunk of money you probably paid at once. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what you consider a good hunk of money. I, if and, I remember right, I probably paid about ten bucks. Yeah, I, I would say this is basing it on other iOS apps. Ten bucks is a decent hunk of money compared to other. Uh, apps. Well, okay, yeah. But for, I mean, oh, I don't no, know, for I the kind of, yeah. yeah, I rattled on and on about all the stuff it could do. And I actually feel like I only scratched the surface, too, right. <laughs> of um, the stuff that I mentioned that it could do. And, um, yeah, I mean, more. there's so many features that some of them I forget exist it, yes. with, within the app. Like yes. it has like overlays and now that I'm looking at the app store, I'm like, oh yeah, it has overlays. I totally forgot. I've been using a whole different app for that. Maybe I should check it out in Polar. <laughs> well, if I want to add one last thing about the uh, the desktop, at least for, for the Mac app store. They do offer a free version. Yes. Um, called Polar Photo Editor. But for at least for the Mac App Store, the Pro feature, which is that that is a one-time purchase of sixty nine ninety nine for the desktop. Gotcha. Well, you can go to. Um, but the free ones, just, honestly, I have I've downloaded the free one, and it's really it, it handles majority of what I would do anyway. So. Um. They they still do have a free editor online. Mm-hmm. 
So if anyone wants to yeah. check that out, it's www.polar, P-O-L-A-R-R dot C-O. Yep. Very cool. Well, excellent. Yeah. I uh, There's probably a ton of apps that we're leaving out, but this is a, a, a good No, st- I think we got them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you par- purchased any other ones, then uh, then you got they're what you counterfeit. deserved. Right? Yeah, they're well, fixed. And I think we purchased all those already. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we. Uh, you know, there 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 are a lot of other apps out there, but I, you know, I think these are a good start if you're looking to get into editing, uh, capturing, and just uh, you know, uh, getting your feet wet with photography. These are excellent excellent options so and uh you know we'll probably get you forgot this one and we'll probably say yeah <laughs> so well if you're in the facebook group uh, i i welcome to see um, um members of the group and listeners post in the in the group uh, what they use what they you know if they're thinking about an app and want to know more about it maybe somebody else has it they can fill them in you know start a good discussion on that yep Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into our post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. All right. This is the end of our weekly photo challenge for, I guess, 2018. Um, And uh, it was uh, macro. Christmas was it Christmas ornaments or Christmas something uh, or macro decorations? There we go. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Yep. Sheesh. Um, so uh, macro decorations, and it was uh, it, it, it was more I think missed than we had hits, but uh, uh, I you know we did have uh, a lot of good entries. And Dave is going to announce who won. Yep. And we were a little picky on this one just because, like Joe said, that it's not a matter of these photos not being good. It's a matter of we wanted to select one that was definitely a macro shot in addition to just being a good shot. Um, And this one was sent in by Jason Burroughs. It is a macro of an or the very top of the ornament, um, with it uh, looks like a the um, ribbon or twine with a pattern on it coming kind of at the camera. Yeah. But the only thing really in focus here is the actual um, cap, for lack of a better term, of the ornament uh, that's on top. That looks like it's a little. Um, patterns in it that's in the metal part and it really i i I like the light in the background and the bokeh effect that comes off of that and the fact that if you didn't say this was a christmas i would think the the you know the um i don't know if it's like if it's twine or ribbon or whatever the thing with the pattern if you took that away it would be really hard to tell kind of what you're looking at right. uh, just because it is macro and that up close. And I just a really nice color, not overblown color, but really nice hints of color 
um, that's actually away from the main focus. So it makes the the main part kind of stick out a little bit more in my mind. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Greg? Yeah, I really like it. Uh, it's um, the composition is really cool. It's got the like it's like one of those like a, a ball that you hang on the tree. Um, that's what it looks like. It's pearl. I would say it's like a pearl color, and um, uh, it, it's on the right hand side of the frame. And then you know the ribbon comes down to the left hand corner of the bottom. And then, like Dave said about the bokeh, the lights in the background uh, basically fill the rest of the area. And um, I don't know, it, it just, uh, I mean, it's its super obvious that it's Christmas. And it's the composition, I think, that got me, you know, just the way he has it all uh, laid out throughout the frame. So it's just a well-captured image. Yeah. Um, Matt, do you see the image? Mm-hmm. I sure okay. do. What are your thoughts? Um, I pretty much agree with everything that the other two guys just said. What are their names again? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> he left me out too. Well, I haven't said anything. <laughs> well, you did, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, um, like Dave said, the the bokeh effect, you know, with the the out of focus uh, Christmas lights in the background is really cool i really like the way that turned out and um yeah i mean i don't think it gets any more macro than that you know it's the you know the little uh cap on the christmas christmas uh ball where you put the hook or whatever and then um the the ribbon that dave mentioned's got uh a Christmas light pattern on it, yeah. which I think is cool. Yeah. And, and just the composition of it is really great. Like the way that ribbon is kind of, um, going into the bottom left of the, the frame and the, uh, uh, top of the, the, the ball where the ribbon is, I guess, attached is what it kind of looks like, um, is more towards the top, right. So it kind of leads your eye across the frame. And, uh, yeah, I find it to be an interesting picture. I think it's a pretty well done macro shot of a Christmas ornament. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. Like you said, the, the ribbon is, is, you kind of sets the frame for the ornament and then everything else is outside of it the um it's almost um it's it's almost like a um you know you've got the rule of thirds but then you have some you know the 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 lack of of focus gives it almost a um uh what's not i keep wanting to say dead air what's the uh what's the term i'm looking for negative space negative space yeah trying to give it some negative space that uh you know allows your eye to wander back towards the ornament and so i like it it's uh it's very cool well congratulations jason you are our post pick of the week winner if you would like to be chosen as post pick of the week you can go on to our facebook group and look for our weekly photo challenge or Uh, On the off week that uh, we don't choose from the weekly photo challenge, we go to Instagram and use the hashtag tiny shutter where we uh, go through and and look to find, um, you know, images that are interesting that uh, we would like to um, feature 
uh, for people to see and uh, give praise to our audience for uh, wonderful images. So this is a great opportunity to not only uh, showcase your images, but also to be recognized and participate with the show. This is a, a good opportunity. All right. Um, so this is our last post pick of the week. I mean, weekly photo challenge and post pick of the post pick of the week for 2018. And uh, we decided to uh, uh, sans Matt because he wasn't here. Um, uh, we decided to have an open challenge for uh, our last week and first week of. 2019 that's kind of weird can i can i make a quick suggestion sure what if everyone uh shared their favorite photo from the past year Ooh. like obviously mm. their own photo but their you know their favorite photo yeah. that they took sure no that during uh, the past year i i if we if we narrow that down to that sure yeah absolutely so your favorite image uh, from 2018. That can run the gamut. It could, yeah. So it's still almost like an open. It is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, we have no way of knowing whether or not the photo that you post is <laughs> yeah. your favorite or not. Matt, you could post your least favorite. Yeah. And we'd still be like, oh, yeah, it looks good. Matt will come on and say, Joe, that wasn't your favorite image. Why'd you post that? <laughs> and and you know what that that actually uh helps because that limits people to one post and um and so you know we're gonna um you know having having your favorite image is uh is a lot different from uh having an actual it could be from an actual challenge from before or it could be just one that we'd never um had as a um a criteria so never had the criteria for it so that's awesome but yeah it'll be one image per uh per person and not uh 10 or 15 or three what if people have a series of favorites um <laughs> then they can put it in the comments of their favorite image how's that fair enough <laughs> That's why you're. That's why you're on the show. For those <laughs> fantastic ideas. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, um, gentlemen, I have to say that uh, 2018 flew by, and I am very thankful to have you guys on the show, and very thankful when you guys are able to step in when I'm unavailable. And uh, I have to say uh, that I am looking forward to 2019, and uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, I think uh, I think we're going to have some fun. So thank you very much, and uh, I appreciate I appreciate you guys very very much. Oh. We appreciate you, Joe. Oh yes, more <laughs> than because you do all the heavy lifting for the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially what we put you through with last week. Yeah. Most people oh listening don't, don't realize what we did. Yeah. Here's a three-hour recording sorted out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was easy uh, to get to the beginning part. I, I 
didn't have time to go through all the preliminary uh, recording parts, but uh, you know, I was able to you know get get the show and and I added the um, int- uh, the uh, intro music and wherever I could with the um, the sounds. But uh, you know, that was uh, that was fun. That's a learning curve right there. Um, <laughs> But uh, it, and it, it forces you to listen. Yeah, it does. You know, <laughs> uh, forces it forces me to listen, and um, and then also, uh, it, you know, it's good because I, I know you guys sometimes will say when you're not on the show you want to say something. I don't really, uh, you know, have that issue, but I, you know, I sometimes I forget that. Oh yeah, I'm not on the show this week, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so it is a little bit of a out of body experience sometimes, but no, this is, this has been awesome. All right. Well, let me pull up my handy dandy nope. soundboard. Hey Joe. Yeah. Before you do that real quick, just a quick hint, quick hint for everyone. If you go to your photos app, click the search button on the bottom right there and just under search, just type in, 2018 it'll bring up all your photos for the and you'll uh at least i have 2018 things like one at the auto show that's 2018 auto show um but it'll tell you how many photos you have good luck and you can just click on that and then narrow it down or just see all let's say my case 3143 images yeah from from 2018 to start going through whoa just a minute how many 3287 yeah no, 31 no, date dave mm-hmm. yeah how many uh 3143 images from this year I've got three thousand one hundred forty-two. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm Greg, take a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to take two more images, and then I'll have uh, two thousand and eighteen photos. Oh, nice. crazy! <laughs> yeah. There, I just took one. Dave, we're even. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a very cool tip, and uh, that'll help you to narrow it down. So, All right, well, let me go ahead and play this. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Barely. All right. Um, <laughs> let's start with you, Matt. Where can people find you? All right, you could uh, find me at Instagram. Only when it's not sideways scrolling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where else? Twitter, I am, and the artful iPhonography community at M Hoffman Photo. Excellent. Dave, where where can they find you? Sure, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod. And the Facebook group in the artful iPhone photography is Dave Podner. Excellent. Greg, where can they find you? Okay, on Instagram, I am McMillan Photo. On Twitter, McMillan underscore photo. And just with my name, Greg McMillan, over at the Artful Eye Photography community and on our Facebook group. Excellent. You can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. You can find links to our show notes, to our Facebook and YouTube channel and Patreon and other things by going to tinyshutter.com. All right, gentlemen, thank you again, and uh, 
why don't you say good night to everybody? Good night, everybody. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%. Irrelevant, sir. I, I, I thought you were dead. Oh, no, I told you. Well, I fibbed a little bit, but don't be mad. Oh... <laughs> uh... Let's see, we forgot I'll... to say Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not to each other, to the <laughs> fans. <laughs> yeah, well, Joe could put this on after. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's magic that way. That's right. <laughs> I guess I just messed it up then. <laughs> <laughs> not Your really. behavior is completely inappropriate. <laughs> Let's say we we need we only need one other thing added on to the um the Scott Fletcher thing about liking us giving a five star to to bring us more up to date. What's that? We need someone to say the oh. yeah boy it, it's your boy's tiny shutter. Don't forget to don't forget to smash the like button and hit the little notification so you know when we're posting. Yeah, that's going on the front of the uh, episode. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.